what is happening in our gospel reading this morning. This short passage offers the conclusion to Jesus' extended discourse on discipleship and mission. We've been slowly hearing this for a few weeks now. Throughout this discourse, some tough things have been said. You will be rejected. You will be persecuted. Families will have division as one follows Christ. And we heard last week, Jesus did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Heavy things. In my mind's eye, part of me pictures it like a pregame talk a coach has with their team. Baseball, football, basketball, they're in the locker room. There's instruction, motivation, inspiration. These kind of talks tend to end with a punchline. Go get them. Let's win this. But the kicker, the final comments in this discourse of two verses today is welcome. Welcome. Perhaps after hearing so many kinds of things, this may seem anticlimactic or even simple. Welcome. But what tends to be consistent as we consider our Christian spirituality is that simple and easy are not the same thing. In this short passage, the word welcome is used six times. It must be important. Welcome is a word we're certainly familiar with, but what does it mean? What does it involve? And with who? More directly from the Greek, the translation would be receive. Jesus would be saying, whoever you receive, receive. Welcome is something we can see and experience. It means offering hospitality, showing courtesy. It involves our whole selves as we accept, receive another with pleasure simply because we are in their presence. In short, welcoming is an authentic, fully involved, other-centered action. This word welcome is tied first to God and then to others in this passage. Jesus says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me. Whoever receives you, receives me. And whoever welcomes me, welcomes the one who sent me. In welcoming another, we are welcoming God. This isn't rocket science, but it becomes interesting as the passage continues. Jesus then illustrates welcoming by picking out some kinds of folks we may come across to welcome. Prophets, the righteous, or those young in the faith. Jesus is showing us that as with God, when one is welcomed, we experience all that is inclusive of that person, the fullness of their presence. This is shown as he uses the phrase, in the name of. Whoever welcomes a righteous person, in the name of a righteous person. Which may remind us of how we end our prayers, in the name of. When we do that, we're asserting that we, hopefully, are praying in the name of, in congruence with, consistent with, the nature and character of God. So here, whoever we welcome, we welcome as they are. There is consistency in the phrasing Jesus is using. We welcome the righteous in the name of the righteous, not welcoming the righteous in the name of a prophet. There's congruence. It's according to their character and nature. We welcome them completely, all of their person, character, nature, and behavior, in the name of, 
consistent with who they are. In our contemporary culture, Jesus' illustration could have mentioned other kinds of persons. Immigrant, lawyer, stockbroker, homeless person, in the name of, with consistency. The point being that to welcome, we welcome all that someone is. At least that's the meaning. It begins to become obvious that we may experience barriers to welcoming. We can see that welcoming demands not judging or withholding ourselves or seeking to change another. These barriers show themselves when we maintain separations, when the other is isolated. We have a lot of these barriers going on nationally and internationally and in our city right now regarding race, ethnicity, and religion. The words of this discourse in today's readings are for the disciples who were in front of Jesus, but also to all followers after them, for us. This instruction for relating to others is normal for the Christian life, you and me. Not for the super-duper Christians or the special Christians, but for each of us. There's teaching inferred here that is found in other parts of Scripture. It's rooted in the first verse of our reading. As Jesus says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. This teaching is that of union with God, and Jesus puts the welcoming of God first, from which we grow in union with God. It is through our union with God we are able to welcome or receive others authentically. To welcome others, we must first welcome God in our personal relating with God. To welcome both God and others demands our letting go of control and those things that we think we understand or think we see with clarity, our judgments or our opinions. Authentic welcoming of God is simple, but not easy. Years ago, as I began practicing centering prayer, which is an approach to silence with God, I came across what's referred to as the welcoming prayer, written by Mary, I'm going to chop up her last name, Morosky, uh, a layperson in the Catholic Church over 20 years ago. She was a seeker who sought to develop her relationship with God, and grow in union with God. Her motivation was her awareness of need for God to heal her wounds, to teach her how to live, how to love, and how to forgive. For many, the welcoming prayer has become a daily practice. The semantics of this prayer echo what welcoming or receiving demands. Listen to the prayer. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me in this moment because I know it is for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for security. I let go of my desire for approval. I let go of my desire for control. I let go of my desire to change my situation, condition, person, or myself. I open to the love and presence of God and the healing action and grace within. Welcoming demands intentionality and courage. Letting go of our inclination 
towards self-preservation, letting go of control, letting go of any scripts we have of how our life should be each day, letting go, opening up, receiving, no barriers. As we welcome God personally, we will grow in authentically welcoming others, all that is the fullness of their persons, no matter who they are. The fruit of this is personal for us as we grow in union with God, social as we grow in union with one another, and societal as God's kingdom is shown and culture is transformed. Rowan Williams and Joan Chittister, in their recent collaborative work, Uncommon Gratitude, say it this way. They call it the glorious burden of real Christianity. To follow the one who talked to Samaritan women and Roman soldiers, all the time allowing them to be who they were, clearly differences were not made to be homogenized. Differences were made to be respected, to be honored, to be cherished. And as we see through what Jesus has said, to be welcomed. May we step into this glorious burden.